Hello there. My name is Mark, aka the Canardian, and I am joined on this very special episode of Holocron Chronicles. This is uh, episode 31, and I'm joined as always by my amazing, trusty co pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, Charlie, fleh. You got that? I'd be able to do that. Uh, Speaking is time, but, fundamental. Uh, nope, not yet. Uh, nope. So, yeah, Charlie. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm glad to be back. You know, you know, as you know, I started a new job about a month ago. It's got me on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, uh, I needed to record on a Monday, but you you had to record on a Tuesday. But I was in a hotel in Indiana, and it just was a whole it was a whole kerfuffle. So yep. I am back where I belong, back in the high life again, sporting my. I don't know if you can see it so well. Mm-hmm. I got this at Grand Rapids Comic Con back in fall. This would be the uh, Michigan State University Spartan Stormy. He still can't hit anything. Go green. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you back. Although uh, I, I have to say, last week with with Chase was a, a good replacement. If I, 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 I yeah, I, I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that episode. Yeah. Chase was, uh, Chase was definitely a good, uh, good filling and an amazing guest. And I have to say, before we introduce this week's guest, just one more time. Uh, go follow Chase and the whole uh, Pink Milk crew for anything hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse because we got to keep that movement going. So uh, without further ado, though, let's introduce this week's guest, guest uh, Sarah, it's AKA, no guest. Uh, Sarah Palpatine. Or Sarah, I go back and forth depending on my. Yeah, name. <laughs> I was gonna say like the the Kenobi Palpatine. I, I saw one as your your screen name, and then the other at the uh, as the Twitter profile. So maybe we'll get into a little bit of that. But uh, Sarah, you're you're the host of a couple of different podcasts. You want to introduce uh, yourself and, and a little bit of what you do? Uh, gladly. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Um, I thought Charlie's was that a, a Steve Winwood reference you did back in the High Life again? You're damn right it was. Good okay, deal. Okay, That's like, a <laughs> v- vintage about 1987. I think album of the same name. If I'm not that mistaken, was my birth year. So I remember it quite well. I have a really good children. Memory. You and Mark are both <laughs> 80s children. I am from the the dreadful 70s. So yeah, one year older than Star Wars itself. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought I thought that was pretty clever. Um, but yeah, Curiosity Killed the Cat is my main podcast. There I get into uh, movies, TV shows. I've gotten into other, you know, kind of random stuff throughout the last couple of years, but mostly mostly TV and movies. And then uh, Hello There is all Star Wars animation and uh specials and shorts and stuff and i just caught the faithful wookie a few nights ago and it was really fun oh and the faithful wookie that's the uh that's the the extraction for lack of a better term from the star wars animated special isn't it boba fett's first true appearance am i I remembering correctly oh it could be it could be that one right because does he does he show up in the ewok one or just faithful wookie I'm. I'm not real. I don't know. I have no. Well, idea. I was just. I was. I, I thought the faithful Wookiee. Now that was pulled off of. It's on Disney Plus. I felt like that's what they called the bit. That was like it was Boba Fett, and he was pulling a fast one, and and uh, yeah, he captured Han and Chewie, and is is that the one? Yeah, 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 and he does something. He goes to. Uh, I I like what I remember at the top of my head. It was really funny because they they. They did reference it in um, 
when we saw the biker kids in the Book of Boba Fett, uh, the third episode, I believe, we right. see one guy after the pikes come in um, off of like the bus ship that we see Mando come in. Mm -hmm. um, he goes to like a payphone thing and he puts a thing in the slot or whatever. And then he talks to Boba. And there was kind of something similar in that little cartoon special where Boba goes to put like a little uh, card in the machine. And then it, it, the, the screen dials up and it's Darth Vader. And that's him, I think, telling Vader that he's got... You know, right. Whole, like everybody thought that we'd be talking on video phones in the future. Oh wait, what are we doing right now? <laughs> Except for no no cards and no standing in a standing in a phone booth like it's the seventies. Ooh. No, the card, the cards just built in on your phone now. Right. It is the card. I love those weird little callbacks that they keep doing it from, from Mando's rifle to right. uh, even a, like the book of Boba Fett uh, when like that callback, the I've, I've ridden beasts 10 times this size. Right. And that, and that was from the faithful Wookiee cause he was exactly, riding on this yeah. big uh, whirly gigger, whatever the hell that thing was. Yeah. Oblivion yeah, uh, 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 or whatever yeah. star Wars word you want to pick. There you go. Yeah. And it was, uh, I, I, I do love the memes that came out of that because every, and I said it as soon as I watched the episode, I was like, yeah, like your mom. And, uh, uh, yeah. and then the meme just started the next day. It was fantastic. It's great. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I do love, great start. Uh, for, for hello there. I do love your, your focus just on star Wars animation because Ourselves included, there are a million Star Wars podcasts out there, and are a there? lot of us. I thought it was. Just I think us. There's, there's a decent. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just us and like Pink Milk, a couple others, but right. it's, you know, uh, and a lot of them will cover everything because we're kind of used to Star Wars being like, you know, you kind of get a little bit here and a little bit there, and maybe it's a TV show, maybe it's a movie. What was what was the decision for you to just focus on animation? Well, I started wanting to like. Uh, talk more Star Wars on um, the main podcast. And I, I finally did. I did a Revenge of the Sith episode, I think back in like May, which I guess that's good good timing. Because um, I totally forgot. I, I had in my head that like when I was 18 that um, that uh, Revenge of the Sith came out around Christmas time. I don't know why, but like my brain just put me there. And it was like, no, it came out in freaking May of 2005, like everything else. So long story short, um, I really wanted to uh, uh, start getting more into it. And like, I wasn't sure like if I was qualified, like, you know, to talk about it. I didn't know, like, I just was starting to feel safer in the community in terms of like, you know, expressing myself as a fan and everything. And so I thought if I could find something like, you know, with ADHD, sometimes you want to do like so many things. You want to do so many things, oh, yes. all the things. And that's just, you can't. And so I've been learning, um, you know, how to like rein that, that in. And I knew if it had a single focus and if I could just, you know, watch a few cartoons every week and sit back and talk about it. Like that, that, that would be good. I can do that. Like that's something um, I could get excited about doing every mm -hmm. week, even if I'm in a, like a funk or whatever. So it's been that, that one's been a uh, really exciting to do because it's, it's opened up my mind. It's, it's let me chill out. I'm not a snob about things anymore. I, I've really lightened up in terms of uh, the stuff I watch. And so Star Wars animation certainly helps. Oh yeah, hey, that's great. That's awesome. I, oh. I love that spin. Like I said, it's uh, it's it's unique in in a space that there are a lot of 
a lot of similar voices, but I love finding different voices. So that's, uh, that's really cool. I, I love the approach and I, I hope you, you keep having fun with it. Cause it sounds like it's a fun outlet for you, which is, is the main thing. I think, uh, when, you, when you're just doing it and it feels like a slog, that's, uh, you know, time to change it up. So that's awesome. Um, to speak it. So you mentioned you're, you're an eighties kid. Like I am, how did you get into Star Wars? Because we obviously came about when when Star Wars, the original trilogy, was kind of over. But like, if you're if you're like me, you just kind of remember it being everywhere. So, is that your experience? Like, how did you really get into Star Wars? It yeah, no, it's exactly the same thing. I think it probably depends on like uh, your household or your parents or whoever uh, was around you raising you. That's probably where it certainly starts. And like, both of my parents were. Uh, just like really big, they were into big movies. So like mm. any movie that was like an event um, for them before we were born was like an event after we were born. So it's like, they used to tell us stories about like when, uh, you know, Predator came or like the, my dad told me one movie, he, you know, took the day off of work to go see it. And so it's like uh, the Poltergeist and Freddie, you know, scary movies and big movies. Um, anytime they were on sure. TV, you know, back before DVR and all this stuff. Um, it was like, if something was on TV, it was a big deal and you watched it. So Star Wars was like, you know, if we knew it was coming on, if, if, if it was usually all three of them, right. It was like TNT yeah. or TBS or USA. One of yeah. those big networks. Was Star like, Wars marathon, yeah. basic cable hell. And, and here's 40 minutes of commercials. <laughs> exactly. So, that's uh that's where it came from and i was like a little uh short muscly little child who had a lot of energy and tumbling and gymnastics and stuff like that was really big for me and watching luke uh on dagobah with yoda is like literally one of my favorite star wars memories because i would just like sit in front of the screen and be like wow he's like doing back tucks and he's, he's doing flips yeah. and shit I can and obi wan yeah. kenobi comes along and like tooth and you know in 19 once the, the 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 prequels came out, and then it was just like they're flipping and flopping and flying and kicking, and Anakin didn't make that last landing, but like yeah, that, that whole <laughs> didn't uh, stick the landing, or he landed as a stick. Yes, yeah. Oh, I know that was rough. That, I'm sorry. That is such a great way to put that. He didn't stick that last landing. That's, he landed like a stick. He did not have the high ground. I love it. That's great. So yeah, that's 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 basically. That's my that's my jam, and then it just got worse uh, from here. And then once the the sequels um, came out, my sister was always still jacked up in the fandom and stuff, and was like, "We gotta go see them. It's open, you know, opening night." And so, throughout my pregnant or uh, when I was pregnant with my last son, who's six, I believe uh, it was The Force Awakens. I was I was about eight. I no, I was like eight and a half months pregnant when that movie came out. I was like, <laughs> Do they let you? Do they let you in the theater when you're that pregnant? Like they won't let you on a plane? I'm just kidding. Oh uh, no, no, they just <laughs> roll you in. They just kind of tumble you oh, in like Violet from a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. That's but yeah, awesome. so it's a it's a bit as you guys know it's it's a big deal once once it's in you it's 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 just there and it's slowly just gotten from this like boulder into this mountain and so it's yeah. the absolute uh radiation poisoning that is star wars fandom some yeah. people get too poisoned and they get toxic but us we carry we carry the balance of the light side 
Got to. Got to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Okay. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then I would say A New Hope just because like Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen just like sizzling in front of their moisture farm like and I just was like, this is wild. <laughs> like they're teriyaki is- style. That's what I always say. Oh my god. Well done. Like crispy. And you know, then well Anakin done and crispy talks- runs in the family. Yeah. And, and then you're right, like- yeah. It's a it's it's a burning passion of theirs, without a doubt. Oh, Jesus, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Monday night. What do you want from me? You know, it runs in the family. It runs in the Skywalker family. The need runs and falls, runs and falls down burning. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, good picks, good picks. Uh, we, you don't always hear prequels come up in people's mm-hmm. favorite, but like I find doing this show, you hear that like more than I kind of expected. I think. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna say. I think mm-hmm. I, I listened to to. I think Chase said Revenge of the Sith as well. Mm-hmm. Now that I remember, yeah, yeah, we've had so- a few that that have surprised me with with uh, going back to the prequels because, and and I hope this happens for the sequels too. Because a few years ago, like anyone saying that they openly liked the prequels would be like shunned, and and I, I hope that yeah, I, I hope Shame. that happens because right. right now it's kind of you know divisive. You can be like, oh, I loved the Last Jedi. It's like, what the hell? Are you crazy? <laughs> and uh, and uh, like I hope in a few years it's just the same kind of thing. And like you see people now going crazy for uh, Hayden Christensen coming back, and it's like a few years ago you you hated him for anything that he did and you know calling him wooden and like uh yeah like it's it's uh i i mean i i love it i'm not complaining uh, because i i like all the the movies but uh it's it's such a weird little flip-flop of the fandom that uh hopefully again like charlie said a lot of the fandom can be toxic so hopefully that'll kind of just work itself out you know that'll be i hope so we're Mm -hmm. we're we're working the turkey out exactly Yeah. yeah uh Favorite character? This one I'm very interested in, just because of your your Twitter handle and then your Twitter screen name. So I, don't, I have no idea where you're going with this. So okay, well, okay. I, I I probably have to do like top three, um, just because if I say if I say Revenge of the Sith and then Anakin's my favorite, like I I feel like red flags are gonna be like pew, 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 pew. Um, but uh, I I I would definitely say Anakin's top three. Luke became top three, and I think at this point Ray is in my top three because oh, yeah. I just yeah I I I slowly fell in love with them over the years. Um, you know Obi Wan, of course Obi Wan, Yoda, love him, like Dooku, cool Sith guy, like Palpatine. That end, the reason why I, he's he's probably the most intriguing character to me in terms of like the whole thing. Um, it just you know, in terms of the movies, how it always came back to Palpatine. And he just was so insidious, for lack of a better term, uh, as a kid watching that hooded figure with that yucky face, that just Mm -hmm. drooping look to him and the feel and the energy. And then it was so amplified in the sequels, like, or in the, the prequel trilogy that like, I was 13 when Phantom Menace came out. So like, I wasn't super into Star Wars as a 13 year old girl anymore. I, I, it waxed and it waned. Um, I didn't see Attack of the Clones before seeing Revenge of the Sith in the theater. So I think outside of the 
original ones. That's the only movie I haven't seen in the theater um, mm. in terms of Star Wars. But uh, but but Palpatine. There's just something. I don't know. There's just something about he, him. He is an interesting character, and he's, he's got the touch. Especially in the prequels, like you see that he is playing chess in a whole universe playing checkers. Like he is so many steps ahead of everyone. And the, the, the Jedi are so clouded by everything that he's doing that you, you like him or hate him. Like you have to respect him because he was just so calculating and just, he is a very intriguing character. Playing wizard's chest, literally. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god, it's true. Oh, I so, gotta bring Harry Potter into it, <laughs> Mister Potter. That was pretty good, Charlie. I never knew you did impressions. Uh, oh, I'm always down for good po- many, Potter impression. Many. Uh, so that okay, that kind of leads me into my my last getting to know you question, which is, if you had some force powers. Would you go light side or dark side? And again, I have no idea which direction you're going to go in this one. Light meat or dark meat? That's, that's where that's where my inner Ahsoka like what what I, I haven't got, got I, I'm only a few episodes into the sh- the show of Clone Wars, but like through Twitter and just people and everything, you know, I I know how her her art goes, and I met her in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, and seeing like that version of Ahsoka and seeing where she's at, I'm like. Whatever, whatever she's doing, I'm into it. So I, as much as like the dark side is like just ever the more curious, you know, kind of cooler kid side of it, you know, mm-hmm. the red and the black and all of that, the lightning power. Um, you know, I, I, I love Ahsoka for, um, for doing what doing what she had to do in terms of being a Jedi. She got kicked out, I believe what happened with her. And then mm-hmm. um, the, I feel like somebody who's kind of on the same, like same coin, same coin, different side would be Ventress kind of how like mm-hmm. she was in the darkness for so long and then she kind of came out of it. So I like mm-hmm. how, I, I like that spectrum. So to give you a really non-binary black and white answer, uh, more of the gray stuff. And I know people right. get a little upset about the term gray Jedi, but I don't know why. Yeah. Interesting. And and a lot of people give that answer and I completely understand that answer, especially with so much wrong with the Jedi. Like there's, there's so much wrong with what they do. Uh, And and I was reading up on the the whole gray Jedi thing uh, earlier this week or or last week. uh, And it it was kind of interesting to see uh, George Lucas's one of his early takes on it, which was like the dark side corrupts. So whether you're just touching the dark side as, you know, leaning into the gray area or something like the dark side, if you allow it in at all, it's going to corrupt. So uh, thinking about it that way, it is, it is kind of like, oh, that's, that's kind of dangerous ground, right? So like you're, you're allowing that darkness in as, as tempting as it might be. Um, But at the same, on the, at the same time, I was also, and I think I mentioned this the last episode, like there are so many force factions that are not the Jedi. They're not the Sith. There's the Night Sisters, there's the Bendu, there's, uh, you know, so many different force users or even like Broom Kid who just instinctively uses <laughs> oh, the force. Broom Kid. That, you give, you give uh, that Broom Kid his loving. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, so there's, there's so much 
area to explore the force that I don't think it has to be tied to Jedi Sith specifically light dark in the Jedi and Sith kind of interpretations of light and dark and, and that kind of thing. So I, I think there, there's a, an interesting side of star Wars that we're, we're going to get into. And, uh, and I hope they keep exploring that because we even saw some of that in the Mandalorian. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but right. uh, we saw some of that kind of stuff with um, the dark saber and, and the, the weight of the dark saber. And if uh, uh, Charlie and I, we were talking about this earlier of like lightsaber lore and how much I, I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, you want to get in, but the, the, the weight is something we haven't seen. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've seen that canonically in live action. They talked about it in rebels. Mm-hmm maybe in clone wars i can't remember i definitely like distinctly remember them talking about it in rebels but um it's something that and and in like so the the originals george lucas would have and i have my lightsaber here so if anyone's not yes, watching yes, the video yes, right yes we can see that uh <laughs> if anyone not watching uh so the originals you i see your schwartz is as big as mine two-handed lightsabers right like that was the whole thing because they were supposed to be heavy george lucas wanted it to mm-hmm. be like a broadsword or wanted the light to have mm-hmm. mass that or something to, that, that ties in yeah and then and then in the the prequels you got all the spinny flippity stuff and it's like well what's what changed there also i got a new yellow uh kyber he's, crystal for my, my very i'm so it. excited about that it's, it's <laughs> so great uh, i've wanted it for a while and a friend of mine just went to disney world and brought it back to me and uh, that, the you're the best awesome. um so yeah, because they're they're um, I, I didn't want to go the eBay route because that's just a pain in the ass and they charge too much. Um, anyway, yeah, lightsabers. I could talk about those for a while. We'll have to do an episode uh, down the road on lightsabers and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, interesting to to look into like how the force ties into weapons and like is if Mando gets better with the dark saber does that mean that he's in touch with the force? Could he, you know, could, could he be training with Luke alongside Grogu down the road and like learning to, to wield that? Like that's all this kind of stuff that I, I started thinking about this week. So, so yes, I think let's this is talk. the time to jump in. Let's see <laughs> what happened. And we'll gonna, push you, all the Mando stuff aside for a second. All, and all, yeah. You know, almost have to reverse segue. Yeah. Yeah. Book of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, we're still watching the book of Boba Fett, but this week's going to be really different where last week chase and I were very confused as to what happened in which episode and what went <laughs> where this one's very distinct. And Draw, can, draws a line. Can, draws a line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of know. So uh, chapter four, Rancor, Wookiee, back to tanks, muscle. What'd you guys think? That's a uh, lot to, that's a lot to fit on a marquee. That's a, <laughs> Muscles and brains. Yeah, the, mu- the muscle, the muscles from Brussels. So, um, this was not the episode with the with the bat with where because I, I missed the last time around. But it was in episode three that that uh, Kersatin picked him up and chucked him, and there was the big fight where nobody got hurt. But mm-hmm. this was just Kersatin kind of down on his legs, hanging out in a bar, drinking and seeing those effing transdotions doing their thing. And so, yeah, that was their deal. And it was it was so funny. You. See- you see the uh, the Cylon Jennifer Beals characters. Doesn't this her character have some kind of funky, sexy name? What is it like? Uh, Guarsa Flip. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, could could Guarsa. be any 
Couldn't be any. It couldn't be any more like sexy Spider Man. Whip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is. She's trying to deal make with him. She's like, dude, you know, I know you're the man, but you know what? If you don't rip this guy in half, I'll forgive your tab and blah blah. And he's like, uh, to quote Mark Snow's, "Man, fuck them transdotions. Rip." Yeah. Uh, I love that, and and again, loving loving a um our first ever. Um, page to screen uh, character, if I'm not mistaken, uh, fully fleshed out uh, Black Crescenton being from the current uh, run of not That's only Marvel Star Wars, but then obviously more prominent in the Darth Vader comic uh, mm-hmm. and then over in Dr. Aphra, kind of the whole cross patch. But loving his arc, but I love, uh, I love in this, uh, just referring to that in particular, uh, when he's walking out of the bar that uh, Boba Chess says, Oi, mate! Which is the second time you've heard someone use, you know, that is an expression. You heard it from the um, from the Power Rangers biker gang in episode two uh, or episode three. Um, that that's a common expression. And, and Mark, I've, I've said this before, the the humanistic tendencies, not only of, you know, this in the Star Wars grouping, that also what you see over in the Rondi Moore Battlestar Galactica, which I've not gotten you to watch yet, just makes me feel like there's some kind of, it's a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago that it's the same for both. So mm-hmm. why do they both speak English and use a lot of our same slang? I feel like it's all connected. Right, right. There's my, that's my fan uh, theory. I think it's all connected. Uh, okay. uh, there you go. You've got another convert to your your Battlestar like, like, Star Wars. Theme. Like Lord of the Rings is just it's all, it's, a, it's its own planet somewhere in this, this galaxy. Oh, and there like, you go. Hers is like her theory is bigger than yours, Charlie. I, mean, I, I, like kind of, I just finished the, the planet. Hobbit like movies. got the whole uh, you know Sarah Connor, John Connor, uh, you know Cyberdyne. You know, We're gonna get, we get some of that in the next episode, but let's not skip ahead. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> there's some serious uh, Skynet vibes in episode five. Absolutely. Um, Halo. Halo for anyone and, that and, just saw that that it, trailer. It, uh, exact, uh, exactly correct. But yeah, I love this. The Bantha was another one of those. You know, that's some actor kept saying like, "What's going to be our cutesy thing in the series? What's our cutesy thing?" Well, we didn't get a cutesy little thing, but we did get you know Boba's like you know pet. Uh, uh, Pet beagle, and this was this, babies. yeah, with his big band. He's like, No, you go now. Any kind of mom's life. It's so great. I'm just kind of sad. Uh, um, yeah, so good, Sarah. Anything stand out for you? What was what was your big standout in this uh, this episode? Um, I just rewatched it today because, like, I since I watched the last episode so many times, I'm like, okay, let's refresh it. And honestly, I think, um, it might be my favorite. It might be my favorite episode because um, I've been watching. Um, I didn't watch Bad the Bad Batch when it came out last year, so I was watching it when Boba Fett first came out, and I finished it up um, before this. But like seeing Fennec pop up in the Bad Batch, and then like seeing her in the show, um, I feel like a you know a strong attachment to her. I really appreciate just Boba's whole human humanity arc here. It's very reminiscent to Luke in the last Jedi, which made me love Luke Skywalker and make him one of my favorite characters. Um, uh, Cause I, doesn't he say something in there? Like the, the force doesn't belong to the Jedi or something like that. Like to bring it back to what you were talking about earlier mm. about like, does the force really belong to the Jedi or whatever? I think, I think he references that at some point, but um but anyways, his his whole arc here um, has been pretty cool. And so seeing her 
you know, just left for dead in the sands of Tatooine, like he says, just like him and Mm -hmm. him taking her in. And um, yeah, he needs the muscle. So, you know, there's that aspect to it, but it's still, you know, he, she says, yes, you know, he brings her along. He wouldn't do it if she didn't want to. And so them teaming up together, that felt really organic. It felt really authentic. Um, And just seeing uh, the depths of their friendship or partnership or whatever, wherever their relationship might go, it was nice to see the seeds of it here. Um, Right. For sure. Yeah. And that whole uh, modification part was Mm -hmm. really badass. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In her to that spot in particular and the play Mm -hmm. on the tattoo piercing shop was just really cool. Right. So that's been a really divisive scene. Of, I think. Of, of course it has been. Star Wars fandom, what isn't divisive? I What so what what do you guys think about the the that I mean that whole scene like he he rescued her, he takes her to this mod shop, he they basically rip her whole like innards out and replace it with robot parts, leave it exposed because that's their personal choice. Like she seems to start covering it up la- later because mm-hmm. you know, she, she pulls her shirt up or whatever in, in Mandalorian and says like, you know, he saved me kind of thing. Yeah, uh, right. So we find out that like he did all of this obviously against her will because she was dying and he wanted right. to save her. But like, is right. that people have been saying like, you know, that's not, not really the right thing to do uh, or, or at least um, you know, the, the way that they went about it with you know, making those decisions of like not covering it up. Like Luke's hand was covered it up, covered up in, you know, some skin looking right stuff, right? Like, or a glove afterwards. Um, so these, these modders are like, I'm proud of my droid parts. So everyone else should be proud of the droid parts. And they're kind of putting that off on her. Did you guys get any of those vibes or did you just kind of think like Sarah, you just kind of said like, it it was pretty badass. Uh, I I didn't, I I didn't hardly think of thing about it. I mean, I, again, fandom always kind of going the extra mile to find something to be, you know, obsequiously upset about like, you know, over on Fox News, how Tucker Carlson hates that the green M M&M and M is so sexy. I mean, you know, come on, not what the chest white heel. <laughs> yes, it's the shoes, and now Minnie Mouse is wearing a pantsuit. So yes, watch out for Fox News outrage. But I digress. <laughs> um, I, I like. I feel like um, I could definitely see that. Like, um, you know not everything has to be based off of like aesthetics, like just cause it looks cool. Does it mean like it was right? But mm-hmm. um, I kind of thought it was interesting um, in terms of uh, I, I have Crohn's disease, which is a, like a stomach disease. And like, I thought it was kind of cool. I haven't been through this process, but there's a lot of people in that this community that have had, um, you know, a lot of like invasive surgeries and um, I have had an uncle and a grandfather who've ended up with bags and stuff. Um, So I grew up like seeing, like seeing it. So Mm. I kind of saw it as like, I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of saw it as like a cool, like almost like a representation sort of, of like this weird community out here that like, you know, uh, you know, has to deal with, uh, you know, tummy stuff that's not always pretty mm-hmm. and not very exciting and um it just was sort of a I just thought it was kind of cool that like of all things that they you know she could have had her arm shot off or the leg or whatever that right. tall Callahan mm-hmm. 
jerk off freaking did to her. Um, yeah, right. It was a shot straight to the belly, which is very, mm-hmm. very, very mafia and very organized crime, which is like such a huge theme in this show with Boba mm-hmm. trying to literally build a family and do it a better way, you know, totally own. Uh, Yeah. As opposed to this little dum-dum who shot her in the stomach and she's this world renowned killer, but he's like, pew, gets off a lucky shot. He, you know, he got his, he sucked. Did you guys, did you guys think her reaction was, was justified of just like, okay, cool. I'm alive now. I guess I'll yeah. go on your mission or, or like, per, like, I don't know. Would you guys well, be I a little it. bit more like, what the hell dude? Like, I Thanks mean, not letting me die, I guess, but like, again, that's a little bit like, again, um, he like, you know, she laid there for a long time dying, like, oh, you're dying of a gut shot. What was it like at least 24 hours before he picked her up and then he walked her back? Oh, no, he had her tossed over the Bantha. The Bantha mm-hmm. moseys its way into Mos Eisley and they were like, here you go, fix her up or whatever. And I'm like, how was she not? I mean, a gut shot is like, even with a bullet. I, well, I guess they say, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm reminded of Back to the Future 3 with, you know, Mad Dog Tannen saying he would shoot Doc, he would shoot Doc Brown in the stomach. It took him two whole days to die. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that kind of thing. You know, so she was just in agonizing pain and passed out or whatever, which all sounds great. But, you know, it's a laser blast. So, yeah. The laser blast would, would uh, in theory, the laser blast could kind of cauterize some stuff as it went down and and so it it would yeah potentially take a long time to bleed out around the burn and uh the the inter oh yeah that that would be very western though but that is very yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. um and Sarah, Sarah, to your point, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on a podcast, but um, I have type one diabetes. So uh, right now, I have a little puck on my arm that people in the video can see that's monitoring my blood sugar and has completely changed my life the last couple of years. Um, and if someone could be like, "Hey, we're gonna like take out a chunkier." I don't know, back stomach area and like, you know, replace your pancreas take, with a robot one. Well, they just put it or take off one of your go. butt cheeks. It'd be just fine. Right. Whatever. But you um, got two uh, butt cheeks. Know. Why the hell do you need two? Let's That's do this. Let's do this. Uh, I just read they cheek. passed a clinical study of, uh, of like a kind of basically a robot pancreas, but it goes on the outside. Um, but if someone was like, yeah, we're going to rip your guts out and like replace it with robot parts and you'll be like functional again. I'd be like, Hmm. Yeah, let's do that. We're um, we're all going to be a bit robot by the time we get to be that age, aren't we? Um, yeah, we're all going to be looking yeah. like the uh, Euphoria biker gang here soon. That's it. Sure, That's it. why not? It's okay. Uh, one one thing about this episode that stuck out for me was the big reveal about why Boba's doing what he's doing, and that right. I think is super important because up until this episode, we were kind of wondering that like that has been the whole thing the whole like okay well uh, yeah i get it like the tuscans kind of saved him and now he wants to change like is he a better per- is he a better person like does he care does he just see an opportunity and he's taking it like is he just a dog chasing a car and once he gets the car he's not going to know what to do with it like what what is the motivation here and he right. said it in one line i'm tired of our kind dying because of the idiocy of others we're smarter than them it's time we took our shot uh, lock it up yeah damn right that's it. Like you that gotta one, shoot your shot while you can that's, that, that's it and our kind referring to bounty hunters uh mm-hmm. and and he <laughs> i love that the idiocy 
is referring to specifically Jabba the Hutt and Darth Vader uh, in, mm-hmm. in the last, you know, the last couple of years that we know of Boba Fett's operations. That's who we worked for. So he worked for a cu- he worked for a couple of dum dums. That's what it. But yeah. and both of those guys were dead, so they couldn't have been too damn smart. <laughs> that's it. I just I mean, yeah. right? like when you think about it, he's like, yeah, I'm tired of working for idiots, and you're like, yeah, everyone's had an idiot boss, and then you're like. Oh shit! He's talking about Darth Vader. Yeah, right. Darth Vader, an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like what? Okay. What are you gonna do about it? Oh, I can't hear you from all the way over there in the land of the Force. So I think <laughs> I'm good. Um, I have a question for you guys, real quick. Um, yeah. do you think so? If we're it timeline wise, uh, if if we see in this this next episode, if Din and Fennec and Boba join up and and we're kind of, you know, all all in the the timeline together now. Do you think by the time, what, 10 years later, when we see Ray burying the uh, lightsabers on Tatooine, do you think Boba will still be sitting on his throne? Do you think he'll have a whole op? Because he, he I mean, that was, be- that was a whole lot of years later, if you jump. Because this is, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is five years post Return so of the this, Jedi. Well, well Mando the- season one would be five. So this could yeah. potentially even be seven. Yeah, this could be six, seven years, depending yeah. on how long Mando season one and two were. We don't really yeah. know. So this could be anywhere between five to seven, eight years later. We don't know. You know how long and, and you would kind of you would kind of gauge the um the length of the prequels away. And again, this is all written down somewhere, but pretty much by the age of Ben Solo, because he's maybe twenty-five or thirty. So we'll mm-hmm. call this thirty years. So yeah, Bobo would be again, he's a clone. So he'd be in his sixties. I mean, there's no reason to think that he wouldn't still be chilling there on the throne. But again, mm-hmm. it's a very dangerous profession yes, where everybody's yeah. trying to kill you all the time. So there's, there's <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely no reason to think that he that somebody else didn't walk in one day and just shoot him in the face. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Or maybe he and Fennec, I don't know, can clones you know reproduce in the traditional fashion? Oh, She's got robot parts. Maybe they finally you know they have a little bit too blue too much blue milk one night. A little bit too much. Baby Boba. Next thing you know, baby, baby Boba's Boba. all over oh, the baby Boba's. You bet. Yeah, maybe she's you know because she's got robot bitch. She has a big litter of Boba's. You don't know. Yeah, uh, I I'd like to think if if he's going in by the end of this, if he is ruling with respect rather than fear, and people actually respect him. And kind of fear him, you know, a little bit. He's got a rancor now. He's got black croissant and he's got some muscle. Mm-hmm. And we find out, you know, at the end, he says we need some more muscle. And then the the Mandalorian song plays. So we know he's got a little bit of muscle behind him. Right. Uh, but I think by the end of this series, if he is ruling with, with respect rather than fear and he's ruling with um, – with with the people kind of behind him and and the muscle that he gets can take out anyone that's standing in his way there's a possibility that people just kind of say like yeah we're going to leave him alone we're going to protect boba because right. someone worse could come in and that's right. the thing when when you're the worst like ah, it's going to get better if we kill this guy obviously you know we can't mm-hmm. get worse than this guy uh but with boba if he's great then right. people are going to be more apt to protect him because, uh, I, I, you know, what is it, better the devil you know than the devil you don't or whatever the that saying is, know. right? So, like, yep. yeah, potentially 25 years down the road or 20 years down the road, really, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think he could still be alive and kicking and uh, hovering around in his uh, Star Wars 
wheelchair and <laughs> Sarah, it's it's one hundred percent your head really cannon. Good question, though. Make it's it my, happen. Yeah. It's your like head the cannon. Ruler, the ruler yeah. tattooing. Yeah. What, what do you think? You think he's he's still I, I didn't think about it till now. Once you guys started talking, I was like, oh well, I guess maybe timeline wise, if you know, it it could it could it could work. Um, mm-hmm. Jabba, I was trying to think. Jabba was around for a few decades, so yep. and then I guess Bib. I guess I don't I I don't want to get too into math here, but like then I guess Bib was around for like five. Yeah, so, so he was just sitting there eating. You saw how fat he got, so you I, know. I, I just know that I think um, I I hope this is correct. I think John Favreau said that the these events are supposed to lead up to the sequels, which I've so um, that's kind of the theory, yeah. Yeah, right. that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. That's like my head canon because right. um, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love the sequels, I know you know everybody's allowed to have critiques or you know right. whatever, as long as you're not being super whiny and dopey about it. But like. Um, uh, and, and even then, like, count on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but it, it would be nice to have more of a bridge rather than just that, um, you know, post uh, Return of the Jedi, str- you know, here right. we are 30 years later, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. A so bunch of stuff be- happened. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> yep. Fill in the blanks. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. I, I like that. I love that question, though. Like, that's going to, I'm going to be thinking yeah. about that and like different ways that that could play out for a while. So that's yeah. interesting. Uh, however, I, I really want to get on to the next chapter because yes. a quick this, interruption this to was something. So good. Wait, uh, wait a second. So, and well, hold on. Let me, let me preface this. Uh, and now for something completely different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much because in in some ways, I think this was the worst episode of the book of Boba Fett. Absolutely agree. And I, but only because it was the best episode of the Mandalorian. N- absolutely. Like, narratively completely broken. And why? But why? So not, not narrative, like not only did it break the narrative, but like, if the best episode of your show does not include the title character at all, it's a huge, huge, huge. Is red that flag. is yeah? Is that character like deserving of their own show? Or Completely like, superfluous. Is that yeah. their, like this I was mean, the Mando show? 100%, I know. Hundred I mean, percent. And hey, like April and I get up and watch this. You know, we're early risers because of the stupid cats. Like we want our treats, and the dogs got to go outside or whatever. So we, we set the alarm for like five o'clock and the pets all know it. So we're up and it's like five 20 and we're like time to watch book of Boba Fett. So we turn this shit on. We knew Mando was going to be a part of it. Right. Cause we, you know, it was just, it was way too heavy handed to miss it. And so then Mando comes on and we're watching and there's a bunch of stuff happening, which we'll all get into and stuff and stuff. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, when the fuck is Boba Fett going to show up in his own goddamn show? This is yeah. ridiculous. My yeah. six-year-old said the same thing. He just kept saying, well, I hope he didn't drop all the F-bombs that I did because that would really be a problem. I mean, in my opinion, but I mean, what the hell do I know? No, he was, he was pissed. No, he was legit. And clearly I'm, I'm on the same vibe because mm-hmm. it was, um, well, it was clearly a great segment. Mm-hmm. Um they were really, they were really plucking the low hanging fruit for this one. It really kind of bummed me out um, because it's like yeah. the producers of the show could commit to their own concept, so they had to, 
reminds me of either one of you guys Simpsons fans. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember in season, I'm going to say six or seven, it was the Simpsons uh, spinoff spectacular where they had a different little segment like, here's where Chief Wiggum uh, goes off and has his own show in New Orleans. Here's where uh, Grandpa Simpson, uh, his spirit inhabits a love detector machine at, Mo, uh, at Moe's yeah. Bar. And it was like, this that's what this felt like. It's like the book of Boba Fett sucks so bad that we absolutely have to pull in a guest star to not just guest star, but carry the fucking show for a whole week. I'm getting more pissed off the more that I talk about it. <laughs> so, and w- this is becoming a thing, and I can't remember. Did, did we talk about this on like Secret Friends, or, or it, we talked about it somewhere? Because it's becoming a thing where you have shows like um, Mythic Quest that have two episodes now, and one of, in, in each season that go completely off on a tangent, and it. it comes back but it features like a massive time jump and new characters and and a a completely kind of different off storyline and then kind of comes back for the last two episodes and you find out how that ties in uh we saw it with ted lasso a couple of times that it just spins right off and you see two shows so you know that i absolutely do not watch so i I Uh, believe you (laughs) the same thing happened with walking dead big Um, time they do yeah, it. They, they do it tons. Yeah. So, like, that's becoming a, a trope now in like modern TV shows. Yeah. Of like, yeah. And I don't uh, like it. Here's here's this. Like, instead of I don't know taking a that mid season break that we used to get in like right. sitcoms or something. Like, oh, right. those were the worst. <laughs> I mean, oh and, my God, and, no. they just, and they just did it with Star Trek because you know they have several shows on in a rotation. Uh, Discovery. Discovery is the main show. They took a break. They brought back Prodigy, which is the kids' show. Uh, that wraps up this week. Talking about it on Code 47. Please tune in. Then, you know, Prodigy comes, or excuse me, Discovery comes back. So it's like they're flipping and flopping. But, yeah, they're, they're giving it some breathing room as opposed to, well, the show's kind of dragging along, everybody, blah, blah, blah. And here's Mandalorian. It's like it's like jingling keys in front of a baby. I mean, Mark, you'll appreciate this. Your son's not quite that young. But you know what I'm talking about. Ah, Look, it's Mandalorian. Yeah, and then climbing on a table. Let's turn on Encanto. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, what? Yeah. Uh, secondly, like, yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. It's like, yeah, I'm paying attention. Yeah. To uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I don't like uh, until we see this week's episode that's coming up. The, the day people are listening to this, they'll see that new episode and and expect that. But yeah, every single time Mando turned a corner, I was like, oh, this is where Fennec's going to be like, oh, hey, we need you, or. Yeah, well, he's taking all of his weapons out at the the airport right. hangar or whatever, and and I thought that scene was hilarious as someone who traveled right. a ton for years with my job. <laughs> uh, here's all my out, shit. Like, yeah, here's my work <laughs> laptop and my personal laptop and the video game console that I'm schlepping across the country for some stupid reason. Mm-hmm. And here's this, and it, like I would just go through, and I, like I felt like some kind of weird, like okay, here's my six buckets full of electronics. Um, cool. Thanks. Give them back um, to me, please. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I, as much as I laughed at those scenes, it was like every single time I was expecting Fennec to be like, Hey, we need you. Uh, you can take but my ride instead of this one or like, maybe I'll come in in the last fucking 60 seconds and make yeah. you feel like you don't yeah, know what the hell you're watching. I know by the, time, by the time she showed up, I, I like jumped out of my chair. I was like, Oh my God, there she is. Okay, we're like, like, Finally, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So there she is. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I, I knew you were going to find some way to pull this together in the weakest way possible. So, I mean, I'm 100% with you, Mark. It was a great story. You got to watch Mando really struggle uh, with his compatriots. And in the end, they kicked his ass out because he, you know, he still followed the code. He could have just said, nope, never took my helmet off. Right. Uh, but he decided to tell the truth, and the armor said, "Well, you know what? Get the fuck out of here! You are mm-hmm. out." And even John Favreau's heavy man was like, "Yeah, you suck, dude." After he didn't, you know, decide not to cut his head off or whatever, because he's too chunky moving around in that suit. Like, yeah, get on out of here! Like, yeah, you buddy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you're trying to act like a big shot to take your balls with me. Um, <laughs> but yikes! I mean, there were a lot of great Mando moments. They're really hyping up, like, uh, you know, Grogu. And then, you know, the um, obviously all social media, Twitter and Facebook, and it's all a buzz about, oh, what if we see Luke and Grogu in the next episode and blah, 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 this thing and that thing. And while, again, it could provide some, like, ooh, I love that thing, it just continues to water down the concept of the fact that this show is not really getting a lot done narratively. And that's, that's mm-hmm. not a good scene. Um, uh, yeah, I think they'll skip that. I think that'll be the first part of Mando season three. Please, you'll see. I hope so. You'll see what happened, and 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 then you know something else. But I, if we get a, a glimpse of Luke, it's going to be real quick and Grogu, and, and, and I, I let it let it be Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Please let let the rumors <laughs> be true. Let Bucky be Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Br- we, uh, we do we do know um, Luke's stand in was obviously around the set because he was yep. one of the fighter pilots for right. this episode. And the uh, the uh, Asian fella from Kim's Convenience who we saw yeah, multiple about. times in the uh, yeah in the in Mando uh, mm-hmm. with uh, just give she, him a show. Yeah, she she who like Yeah, she she who will not be named. Yeah, just, just let that give one it to go. Him. Just yeah, he's, that's he's, your he's ranger the of the new republic. Like that's just do that just he's my ranger he is my uh republic power ranger there you go and no have him training the rookies like he did and we got a glimpse of that like do you really want to go back and fill out paperwork like he's got so much personality he's seen some shit he knows what's going on he doesn't like paperwork train. he's too much yeah. of a badass he just wants to train the rookies he wants to kick ass and chew bubble gum and they don't have bubble gum in star wars so he's just yeah he's all out of right they're there. all out of bubble gum they're all out of bubble gum kicking ass <laughs> so so Divisive tie-in-ness uh, diversion aside, Sarah, what do you think of this episode overall? Um, I will say, since like I'm always like try to stay on like the jolly side of it all, I think what uh, the the two tie-ins it might be obvious, but like between Mando and Boba is that you have two dudes who are just fed up. You've got Boba who has done. What Mando has done for decades, uh, then got blasted into an acidic fucking. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh my lord! Did I say a bad word? Yeah, haven't you gosh. heard me say oh fuck less than fifty times already? I, I love listening to your shit, and I'm like, this chick has a dirty mouth. Pardon the expression, yeah. chick. But I'm like, oh my the thing is uh, between Mark and I, because we're both kind of filthy Irishmen, uh, and then Todd, who is our third husband, who is like all, ooh, you can't say the f word. We're like. I nope. never, I never, I, can, I never, no. Mark, no. Mark and I are a bit rough and tumble, so you're good with us. 
because <laughs> I almost shit a brick. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, but, but yeah, so you see Told Boba, you who's, who's a little bit, you know, uh, more on the jaded, wants to, you know, uh, apply things differently, do things differently, more respectfully. And um, you have, you know, Din Djarin, who is, you know, a, a decade or two uh, behind on that scale. Uh, and so he, you know, apart from his whole sabbatical from bounty hunting with Grogu, he was still taking jobs even when he had Grogu. So he's still kind of doing that. So it's like, he's, he's still sort of in his comfort zone. He doesn't like it. The one thing that changed his life and made it better and different and, and took him out of that comfort zone, you know, is off doing his own little thing. And so it's like, you know, where, where, where is this man in the galaxy now? Mm -hmm. What does he do? What's his purpose? And mm -hmm. um, I, I enjoyed the fact so much that when Fennec did show up at the end after so much lovely Amy Sedaris time, so much Pele Goto <laughs> in this episode, like just take him on for the team. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, is taking one for the team have something to do with banging Jawas? Because I don't yeah, know how that's yeah. taking one for the team, but. She said furry, very furry. Say la vie. <laughs> furries are very big go to any comic-con uh circuit i mean i know i not personally but she's <laughs> working on herself now so that's no that's that's matter. a good message that's very that important means. she's working on herself um but uh you know when he says like it kind of reminded me of fennec when like um you know boba says like if you help me with this your debt will be paid whatever mm. and then when the debt is paid she's like i'm coming for the ride like where oh, am i yeah. like where am i going now yeah. and so it's kind of the same um you know, energy when he's like, you know, I'll, I'll work for free. He doesn't need to pay me anything. Yeah. I just got to go take care of this thing real quick, which like you guys said, we'll probably see that, uh, that meeting again in, in the actual season three of Mandalorian. But I think we see eventual we see season three. People. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's tired. Everybody's just Garza Fwip. She's tired. She's in that sanctuary. That speech that she gave to black chrysanthemum Every woman has given that speech to a dude at least a few times in her life. Well, you're can't fun, you? You're can't, yeah, can't you? Yeah, you know what? You're great. You know what? You're yeah. You're pretty. You're you're a good boy. Well, literally, yeah. like petting him. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, a good yeah, boy. You're such a good boy. Ninety percent off there. Be a good boy. Agent, like just yeah. <laughs> be a good boy. Yeah. So yeah. So everybody's tired, and I think they're ready for a change, and so. Hopefully right. these last two episodes can bring it together because mm -hmm. I, I'd, I'd be a little bit bummed out if it didn't, but I, I have faith. I love Robert Rodriguez. And I think, uh, I think he's kind of a, I don't know. He kind of bounces around a little bit and stuff. And it's been mm -hmm. interesting to see him produce this executive, produce the show, work right. with Favreau, work with Bryce Dallas Howard, but really be kind of the main director throughout the series so far. Mm -hmm. um, I think he'll kind of jump right into a nice, hopefully a nice bow. Hopefully it'll right. tie up. Is, is Filoni directing the next one? Yeah. Is, that's what I heard. Like there that's, he, he, yeah, he's going to bring in some stuff. I have faith that bring he's going to, and we Bryce Dallas Howard, holy again. crap, she can direct the hell out of it. Well, her. you know, you know, that's the buzz right now. Everybody's saying, Man. we need her for a movie. We need her for a movie. And I think Mark, you and I was having this conversation with April. I said, we just want a movie. You know, we get we, we get this we get this Patty Jenkins buzz, yeah. and it turns into Mulder and Scully. Will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, Mark, you and I are both big X-wing, you know, uh, fighter pilot guys. That's our scene. We love it. So they keep jerking us around. But even if they put a movie into production tomorrow, it would be two years at least Easy. before we saw anything. 
Um, so how you know how much more you know flirting do we have to do before we you know move <laughs> to the next stage of that deal? Um, mm-hmm. Give us something, you know. I mean, you know, they they put the range of the New Republic out there and they yanked it away from us. They've, they 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 danced around with this this uh, ro- this Rogue Squadron deal and we don't really know what's going on. But yeah, it was that's mm-hmm. what I was remarking when I was talking to my wife. I said uh, I said Star Wars is one hundred percent a television franchise now. There are no movies at all on the horizon for the next three to five years it's it's insane but in the next three to five years we'll have three to five different television series that we're going to see on disney plus so it's just it's a very it's a very different world it's a very different world yeah uh so i i know yeah sarah you 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 did mention you you like to look on the bright side of things and I don't want anyone listening to get the wrong impression. I freaking loved this episode. Like this was true star Wars. It just, it wasn't Boba Fett, but it was like one of the best things I've seen in star Wars in years, like right up there with my favorite movies and the season two finale of Mando. Like this was like taking the lore and continuing it character development. Like this was, peak 100% what I want from Star Wars. I just don't think it was a good representation of Boba Fett, yeah. but like everything else was superb about it. So that being said, I want to know your favorite scenes. Uh, Sarah, what, what, what stood out to you for this one? Um, I keep going back to that just like literal stone cold opening of just oh, seeing, yeah. seeing him in that, that shape, right? You, we always get that right. sort of, soft curvy triangular shape whether it's the hallway or whatever entryway and they just the way i don't know the way that they keep reinventing this wheel it's just it blows my mind it's like Mm -hmm. it i i i literally died and came back to life when rogue one came out when darth vader showed up i was like like what like yeah and then you get luke coming in and that just green smoky awesomeness and now we've got this just icy cold it's so cold you could see the 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 titanic steam from it and it's Mm. and and again to go back to that kind of mafia organized crime you got the guys in the back in the like in the back room of the back room of the back room right where it just gets colder and 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 just uh jankier and darker and they got us you know what I like about Star Wars, as much as I love a, a good scary movie, horror movie, whatever, I like how they can only dance on that line so much. And sometimes they salsa dance on it. Sometimes right. they're just walking on it. But like, you right. know, by the time he had had the the dog dude splayed out horizontal and he dog brought dude. that favor down, I was like, he's <laughs> worried about the sissification of star wars or boba or mando like go check mm-hmm. yourself because every episode Word. i watch boba fett he's kicking ass in some way yeah. uh, and then just like yeah that just was like that was asses so do not remain unkicked yeah yes so that 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 just really stood out to me a lot and i don't know enough about mandalore and that whole arc in clone wars and rebels to really uh to to have been fed as well as like those fans um mm-hmm. as a phantom mm-hmm. menace fan we were fed very well with the whole beggar's canyon yeah. anything right. with amy sedaris she is such <laughs> a, a gem yeah. and the way she 
is so eased into that role and just mm-hmm. the just the verbiage coming out of her just sounds so real like it just just seems like somebody who's been sitting in Tatooine for decades and could have been if it was like one percent too much she could have been Mandalorian's Jar Jar Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like if she dialed it like a little bit pushing that red line more over the top but she is so effortlessly perfect yeah. in that role yeah. and with her delivery of every Nailed single it. line that it doesn't matter if it's like the goofiest shit you've ever heard from star Wars of like, I dated yeah. a Jawa once. Yeah. Furry little guys, very handsy. Uh, you know, I'm working <laughs> on myself now, like from any, literally anyone else <laughs> on the planet that oh would have been God. like, Oh God, what are they doing? But from no. her, you're like, yes, I want more like, of this. She's just talking about like, just, manipulator or some, something like that. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's good. Stop she, she's she's oh perfect. Oh my goodness. Uh, I do have to, I, I have to give a shout out to, to with, with her scenes, a uh, BD droid in live action. I know that was, that I was your moment. Yep. Yeah. That was your moment. Tippity taps. And uh, like, I just freaked out because I was like, are they bringing in Cal Kestis? And then it was a different BD. It wasn't BD1. It didn't have the red stripes and we didn't see Cal, but like, I'm still holding out hope that he shows up in live action. But like for that moment, like you, Sarah, you said your heart stopped, you died, you came back to life. Like that was the moment for me of just like, (laughs) stick a fork in me. I'm done. Let's do this. BD1, Cal Kestis, let's go. Uh, But it it was still really cool to see a BD droid in a live action thing. Um, I've been seeing video game like characters and lore in live action. That, that, that has to be, the craziest level. Like right. it'd be one thing to see something out of the comic, like comic what Cobb Vanth was from the comic book. So it's like, that must've been really cool and mind blowing. And like, right. you know, anytime you see something from the original movies that pop up in the sequels mm. or prequels or right. shows, true, true. that's always cool. But like, see, I, I don't play any of the video games. So I would just imagine like, once yeah. you see that, that's like the whole right. real. And, and that's the thing. Like, Jedi Fallen Order specifically is is just as canon as anything else. And they, mm-hmm. they played really you know tight with that storyline of like this is canon, we're introducing this as canon. Battlefront 2 did the same thing uh with with some stuff, but like Jedi Fallen Order was a big departure of like here's here's a Jedi that escaped Order 66, here's the story, here's the stuff, and it, they introduced so many really well fleshed out characters they got into some stuff again tying into some stuff from the the cartoons of like the the sisters and brothers and darth vader's kind of jedi killing squad and different things there so it's like right that that game is just special as someone who's a star wars fan and a video game fan to see something in real life or or, you know in in a live action show Mm -hmm. uh from that game was just like okay the, they're they're just giving me what I want right they're now. They're just giving it to it's, you. It's giving stuff. it to um, you. Mm, and awesome. I, I have to say, uh, the the dark saber stuff, yeah, was was amazing. Um, going into that again, I, I mentioned the way it all. We'll, we'll talk about that on a future episode. But like the just everything with that, the the who can rule Mandalore? I I still don't. I I'm still waiting for Din to see that. The uh, the armorer and that whole crew, like the 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 night watch or whatever they're called, um, they're the bad guys. 
like her, her saying, um, you know, like these people ruined Mandalore and they were the downfall and like, this is the way and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a fucking cult, right? Like they are the bad guys. They follow Darth Maul. You're, you're in a cult and it's not great. She has spikes on her helmet for a reason because okay. they worshipped and followed okay. Darth Maul. Let me give their... you one more Simpsons reference. No, 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 leader. No, 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 leader. There you go. That's what it is. That's, so, what, that's yeah, what that shit like, is. That they, they are a bad, and they, I think it was season one, they said, like, you're a child of the watch or whatever, and they got right. a little bit in season two. That's like, totally Jack. They're they're still the good guys, and for her to be like, "No, Bogotan's bad," and like these guys are bad. We're the good guys because we're the way, and this is the right. way, and that's the you know. But you're out because you showed your face to your. Like child. I said, give all your like, money to the leader, leader, she's leader, not leader. Doing her women supporting women deal, <sighs> right? right? Like he's he's going to realize and to to plant those seeds again for season three. Um, whew, I'm excited. I'm out of breath. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, Charlie, <laughs> yeah, Charlie, any any highlights for you that we didn't mention? I, I mean, it's it's, it's all it's all been touched uh, without yeah. a doubt. I, you know, happy and sad. I do, you know, the uh, it's wizard and this is pod racing, and I love seeing a couple <laughs> of X wings. Um, but yeah, it was um, while it was a great episode. I, you know, again, kind of bumps me out that this took away from. I, I'm fearful it took away from the narrative, but I guess we will. I guess we will find out. That's that's the thing that we've had to deal with the whole time with Boba Fett. Is it's very much I think going to benefit from seeing all seven episodes. Mm-hmm. So next time, by the time we record, I think we'll have seen every episode, and we'll be yeah. able to look and say like, "Oh, that's big, what they were talking about in episode up, yeah. one," and that's the reason they did this in episode two. And it seemed really slow and weird, but they really got to something by the time they hit episode seven, and it all came together beautifully. Like I'm hoping that happens, but like I understand that there are some people, and I understand the criticisms that they're saying, like. It kind of seems to be all over the place, and a little. And like this episode, definitely didn't do anything to disprove that all over the placeness, all over placeosity, yeah, yep. oh, yeah. Uh, of of uh, of this series. But yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I just, hear just give me more Mando. He's, he's quickly becoming my favorite Star Wars character, and and to say that and like think that someone could be passing like Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan and Yoda and like. Which just shows you how cool and fun Star Wars is to this day. Time marches on. There's, you know, you're right. If it continues to evolve, you're going to get better stuff. That's the way it should be. Yeah, exactly correct. All right. Yeah. The the more time we spend with characters too, like I mean, at this point, I think Mando's probably had more Star Wars screen time than any single other character. Right. Well, yeah. uh, Live action, sure. Not, not. Yeah, I was going to say, like, obviously, it's going to be Anakin or Obi Wan. Obi Wan for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. counting uh, the 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 cartoons and and stuff right uh live action i'm going to wager a bet that din is by far the most right screen timed character in in all of star wars screen timery yes absolutely it's just wild so yeah um that's i think that that's kind of a wrap though for for this episode uh unless you guys have anything else Mm -hmm. to add 
you looking forward to the next couple of episodes? Oh, it's going to be a wizard. It's, it's going to be wizard. Just right. <laughs> Sarah, what are, what are you thinking? The next couple? I, of I hope we get a little more of the, of the Tuscan tribe or like mm. maybe a callback or, um, it's going to be, I know that they will, but it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, he kind of honors him in this sort of honors them as mm-hmm. he goes forward, because obviously right. they affected him and, um, it's going to need to be more than just a, a drive for his like plot line. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if he really, um, sets a standard for anybody dealing with tattooing. And it seems like that's kind of like his end game is making sure that, uh, the people there aren't taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It delivers on the message. Right. That's what I'm hoping at least. I hope so too. Yeah. That, that's right. exactly where I want this to go is, is looking out for the little guy, taking care of the people and, right. uh, and just, yeah. Your, fr- that, your really friendly, your friendly neighborhood Boba Fett. Exactly. Yeah. Taking he care of the neighborhood. The, the, yeah. He's, he's a good guy. Good yeah, good uh, yeah. Robin Hood, like he's he's a bad dude, but like he's a good bad dude. Like right. that's that's what I want. Right. And that's, yeah, that's that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll see where it goes. Right. So I can't wait to see how this all finishes and wraps up. Rock and roll. Cool. Thank you, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us, Sarah. It was, it was great to to meet you, to have you on the show, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully have you back. And I hope uh, people will tune into your show. So, before you go, tell people where they can follow you just one more time, so they can find you everywhere. Okay. Uh, social media, Twitter is all that I got. Uh, so you can find me um, always at Sarah Palpatine. Uh, the, the profile name might change from time to time, again, depending on the mood, if I'm a light, in a lighter, darker mood. But right now it's Kenobi, Sarah Kenobi. And then you can um, find both of the podcasts on uh, Anchor or Apple, uh, Spotify, if you're still into it, uh, Curiosity Kill the Cat, and hello there. So thank you guys and i've really been enjoying um your episodes and the 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 geekier show i was just starting to listen to it today so uh even outside of the star wars stuff i'm really excited to to get into some more of those episodes awesome good deal yeah please listen and share and all that kind of good stuff uh i myself can be found over on twitter at the c3 spell it out uh, I also maintain the uh, Secret Friends Unite uh, Facebook content. That's largely me. Uh, I also run a great chapter of the Star Trek International Fan Club here in the state of Michigan called the USS Grand Petoskey, which can be found on all social platforms at that name and on a website of the same. That's my story. And you can find me Instagram, Twitch, Twitter at uh, the underscore Canardian and I'm super happy to say that uh, I have a level up lightsaber affiliate link. You can find it in the show notes, show notes, or on my uh, my link tree in any of those profiles. And uh, and I get a little kickback if you're ordering a lightsaber. I have one on the way. They're battle ready, and uh, I can't wait to actually beat some crap with uh, with a lightsaber because the Mark, one I have from Galaxy's Edge is very. Uh, I've very got some delicate. great news for you. My birthday is in 24 days. I'll send you my address. Beauty. All right. All right. <laughs> Are you a Pisces then? <laughs> yes, yes. I was. Uh, here's another musical reference for you. This is Australian Little River Band. I was born in the sign of water. 
Cool change. No? Nice. Google it. You know. you Google it. I love all things. I love all things Australian. Mark and I really vibe over the Weekly Planet podcast. Love to work with those guys someday. But anyhow. I kicked off the co-op mode podcast and Todd's replacing me with my uh, 20-month-old son. So that video game <laughs> podcast is going to very quickly become a Bluey <laughs> and Encanto podcast. So oh, if you're ready for oh, Columbia or Australian dogs. Yeah. Uh, Todd is a very fickle broad. But with that, uh, friends, I will tell you, uh, as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Thank you, guys.